Welcome to Mama Tried, where we will talk all things motherhood, marriage, and friendship. Taking you with us through all the highs and lows of parenting, sharing jokes and secrets, and ultimately getting through this season together. Okay, Madison, your turn. I'm first of all, I'm so excited like to hear yours over again. Are you? Because I am. I do feel like mine still is so fresh. Oh, I know. I know. Which that, is so, I mean, not that much more than Drew's, though. No, but I just feel like I've said it a lot. I don't know. No, you haven't. To all our listeners, get excited. <laughs> if you're still with us. Yeah. This is if you be- could hang in through all of mine. Yeah. Then welcome. This is probably going to be part one, part two. Yeah, Welcome exactly. back to part two. Yeah. Probably. So, um... I'm going to have to start mine back at the 20-week ultrasound yes. appointment because I yes. truly feel like that's where my birth story happened. I mean, not quite, but kind of. I- yes, it did. Because there are so many things that led up to why you gave birth the way that you did. Right. At that 20-week appointment. Yes. So, and I feel like, oh, I'm going to go on so many tangents. I feel like I have such a different look on the 20-week ultrasound now because of that one. I was just talking to my mom. Like, I feel like whenever I have, like, my next baby and all that – I'm going to be, like, very fearful of the 20-week appointment. Really? Yeah, just, like, like scared that of – something's going to be wrong. Yes, because mm-hmm. I had that with the twins. And mm-hmm. not – like, everything played out fine. Like, they right. were healthy. It was, yes. But I just feel like – That's th- when the bad news hit. Hit. And, like, that 20 – they really look at so much at your 20-week mm-hmm. appointment. I mean, everything. Like, how long does that anatomy scan take? Like, they look at the kidneys, the heart. I will say, I think you'll be surprised though, if you have a singleton next time, because I think your, yours with the twins was much longer than normal right, ones. Just because I had to do two. Yes. And, um, okay. So at my 20 week appointment, they did the anatomy scan, all of that. She said at the end of it, she like did the wand too. I don't know. I think that happens to everyone because they check your cervix or maybe it just happened to me. Just you. She must have saw something then when she was doing the regular ultrasound that was like, I need to check that a little further because mm-hmm. I got the wand then. No. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. So I got the wand and she left and she just said, okay, um, you can go ahead and get dressed and I'm going to take you to a different room. The maternal fetal medicine. We'll just talk to you a little bit because you have a twin higher risk pregnancy. So at that point I was totally, I, I told Sean it was a little weird. Yeah, like, you're like, I'm something's like, off if here. The, if, yes, like if everything would have been just fine and great, she wouldn't have needed to talk to us. So, but I didn't know like to what extent. And it obviously, right. like I said, could have been so much worse. Right. Too. So like we were thankful that, anyway, okay, let me just, oh, sorry. So, um, so we went into the room and waited and she came in and she said, Okay, so you have placenta previa, which is a very common thing. A lot of women get placenta previa. If you don't know what it is, your placenta is over your cervix. Um, So if your water were to break or any of that, it's very dangerous because the placenta is the lifeline to the baby. And um, which I they I also had with Drew, and then my placenta shifted. I was gonna say, Mm -hmm. but it's also very common that women that do have it and have it earlier that it moves because as your belly gets bigger, there's more room for the placenta to move to the side. I had like a complete placenta previa. So it wasn't just like a chance, like a half over it. I mean, she did say like, you are pregnant with twins. You might, it might, might, you might get giant and it, it could move, but she's like, just looking at it now, we're going to play it 
like it doesn't, or however she said it. She said, on top of placenta previa, you have what we call vasa previa with baby A's umbilical cord. So if you've had a baby or if you've seen pictures of babies being born, when a baby's born, the umbilical cord has a whole bunch of white gunk around it to protect it. You've seen it. Like when I don't know if I have. Okay, I'll show you a picture. You've totally seen it. I know you've seen it. Okay. There's like a white jelly around it. Okay. And um, so basically Duke's umbilical cord at the end of it, the part that was connected to the placenta didn't have that. So in the umbilical cord is blood vessels because that's what gives them their blood, their food, all of that. And so his were like free flowing. So his were just like all loosey goosey in there. And that was also over my cervix. So like if my water were to break, not only would it be his placenta, but it would be those umbilical cords. And so the maternal fetal medicine said, if your water were to break, you would have 10 minutes, maybe 10 minutes to save you and your baby, babies. And so at that point, she said, when we see this in women, you won't be able to carry past 34 weeks because we just can't risk your your water, your water breaking. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, she told me, expect to be in the hospital at 30 weeks. And then she said, but we'll see you in four more weeks. And I said, okay, sounds good. At the 24 week appointment, I went back to maternal fetal medicine. I had the whole thing all over again. And she said, not looking any better. She said, I'd have your bags packed and ready to go at 28 weeks. And I said, okay. At this point, like the closer I got to 28 weeks, the more freaked out I was. I remember you being so nervous and being like, I remember this whole conversation with you. Like, I live two hours away from a hospital. Mm -hmm. A stinking airplane couldn't even get me there fast enough if my water were to break at home. Like, I just felt so uneasy about it. And because a lot of times women will get contractions before their water breaks. But like your case with Vern, you had not one. Mm -hmm. You just were folding laundry and all of a sudden your water broke. Right. And so I was just terrified of all the things that could go wrong. I remember. And I remember you literally saying like, if you, I, if they're going to hospitalize me at 30, like what is the extra two weeks? Yeah. Like at that point, it, just to be safe. I, I and just to feel better about yes. it. And I don't remember if it was the 20 week or 24 week that like on my drive home, I kind of like got teary eyed, you know, like thinking of all the what ifs. And I'm just a very emotional, traumatic person. And Sean was like, Oh my gosh, you are not crying right now. You're fine. I'm like, you're fine. You're fine. The doctor told me I'm I'd have practically dead. Yeah. The doctor told me I'd have 10 minutes and our babies would have 10 minutes to live. You're right. I'm fine. But honestly, like that's why we work so good because I'm so dramatic and over the top and he keeps me very not humble. That's not the word, but like, just, he, cause he, I swear he doesn't have a stinking care in the world ever. So I was like, all right, dude. But, um, so at the 28 week appointment, the maternal fetal medicine doctor was not there. She was like at some conference or something, but she was reading everyone's scans. And then like I was meeting with her PA and that's just what they were doing. So she was still reading my like ultrasound scans. And then I would wait in the room for the PA to come in and pretty much just tell me what she wants you to do. Yeah. So the PA came in and she said, so I can't even remember her name, which is terrible. Um, So-and-so looked over your ultrasounds and she thinks you're good to go home for two more weeks. And I just said like, okay, when I was here a couple weeks ago, she said things were not looking good. And just to be prepared to be like, have my bags packed for 28 weeks. I said, I just really want to be sure that we're not missing something. Like if she said that then, like what has changed between now and then to not just be here now? And honest. And so 
she went back to talk to the MFM and she said, if she like wants to be hospitalized, I'm not going to tell her no. I mean, like she, they literally, her and my doctor said, we've never had someone so willingly be hospitalized, but I was so scared. Looking back now, I do wish I would have just stayed somewhere in Bismarck for Mm -hmm. those two weeks. Mm -hmm. I don't think being in the hospital was necessary, but just being in Bismarck, I think would have made me even feel better. At that hotel right by the hospital. Yep. Or Mm -hmm. just, yeah, something. Yeah. And I would have had more freedom to do more of what I wanted to do and wouldn't have had so many rules because right. I mean, I was under their law, not right. law, but like literally if they said it, I did it. I right. didn't. Yeah. And so I, that night I didn't really think about this until the memories popped up in my phone on April, in April. I, that night, Sean and I, so my doctor said, go out, have supper and then come back to the hospital it was after shift change. She said like around eight o'clock would be a good time. And so we did that. We went out. I don't even remember. Buffalo Wild Wings, I think is what we had. And we went back and um, we went up to the labor and delivery floor and a CNA took me to my room and said like, here's a gown, put this on and like all this stuff. And I was just so like, not freaked out, but when I talked to my doctor, she was like, oh yeah, you can wear your, your own clothes while you're here, you know, whatever. And so it just was, I don't know if it was feeling so real or what, but I was feeling so uncomfortable. I just started crying to Sean and I was like, I don't feel good. Like this, I want to go home. Yeah. I can't believe this is going to be my home the next, how it was at that point supposed to be six weeks. I can't believe I have to be here the next six weeks till I'm 34 weeks. And I was just, it was like a whole bunch of nerves. And Sean then at that point, like, okay, okay. I just said he's the most mellow person, doesn't have a care in the world, but he was like starting to get like intense like he was like I'm gonna go tell those nurses you are not staying here I'm like well you can't just do that now like I signed myself up for this like I can't I I asked to be here and so I was like I can't just walk out now but like she wants me to be in this gown and so I told him or he was like well just don't put that gown on your doctor said you can wear your own clothes so then I just put my own clothes on I was starting to feel a little more comfortable and then the nurse got there and or got in, not the just CNA. And like, she made me feel so much better because I said, the CNA wanted me to put this on, all this stuff. And she was like, oh no, like whatever. So that night I got there, I had to get my IV, which was the worst part about my stay. I had to have an IV port the entire time, Mm -hmm. just in case they had to do an emergency C-section surgery. And I had to be put under, like they had to have it in. So it was ready to go. That was terrible. The, The worst, actually staying in the hospital was not bad. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, for the most part. Right. And so I had to get an IV that night and then I had to do the steroid shot for the baby's lungs that night. That was a little painful, but it was fine. And then from there, honestly, the hospital was pretty just mellow. Mellow. Yeah. That's a perfect word for it. It didn't really do much. They always just, they would monitor. They, they could like bring you food in from outside. Oh, yeah. And they kind of you could have visitors. They weaned my visitors. A, not weaned. I Limited. They, yeah, they like changed it for me a little bit. People were still only supposed to have two, but I could intermix my two. Sure. So it didn't have to be the two same people my entire stay because I was staying so long. Right. Basically, I really only had four visitors maybe. I mean, Sean, my friend Alyssa, my mom, and then Sean's mom, and then his sister came up one time. I think that was really it. But so yeah, they that was nice. They brought me food. I literally never ate hospital food because I ate it for breakfast. Sean would come eat breakfast with me a lot of mornings because I could get it. And then his was only five bucks and it was like pancakes and toast and hash browns. And it was great breakfast. Um, at one point, actually the dietitian called the charge nurse and I became friends with this charge nurse and called the diet or called the charge nurse. And I was like, 
uh, we're kind of worried about Madison. How is she like doing? Is she eating? Is she, because like they look at your orders. Oh, you hadn't been ordering. I hadn't been ordering. So they just thought I'm like, I don't know, starving. starving yourself? Hilarious. And they're like, no, I'm just getting B-dubs every night. Yeah. And she was like, oh no, trust me. She's eating just fine. She just has a lot of people bring her food. So yeah. um, Sean and Alyssa brought me food almost every night. Like if it wasn't one of them, it was the other. Sean was getting very sick of that by the end. Yeah. Yeah. One of my other things I was thinking of about the hospital. Now I'm not going to be able to remember what it was. Oh, they monitored me four times a day, which I kind of felt like was an overkill at the beginning because I was fine. Right. It was like they would wake me up at 2 a.m. Right. And then 8 a.m., 2 p.m., 8 p.m. And hook you up to the monitor. Yes. Like they would put the things on so they could hear the baby's heartbeat and see contractions. Yes. I was always fine. Right. Never really having anything. Um, as it got nicer outside, because I went in the beginning of April or April 13th to be exact, as it got nicer out, I could have an hour out. If I had a visitor come, they could take me outside for an yep, hour. I remember that. And then some days if it was slow days, my nurses would. I had really great nurses. I literally can't say enough good things about them. I am so excited to have another baby to be like, what nurse am I going to get? Yeah, right. And I'm going to be sad when I'm only there one day. Right. Um, and so as it got closer to baby's birthday I have to say this quick before I forget the nurses made me a really sweet thing for my wall in my room like guess the gender because we didn't know guess the birthday all that I had a scheduled c-section for um May 24th and so everyone is like putting May 24th and I texted Kristen for like her guesses like on gender and date and all that this is so mean no it's not I just remember being I just okay and I remember okay Kristen texts back and her guess for the twins' birthday was May 9th and everyone else was May 24th. And I literally was like, oh, how rude. She doesn't think I can carry these babies longer than May 9th. Are you kidding me? That's like tomorrow. <laughs> and the nurse is like, I remember everyone that would come in and like sign their name and read it would be like, who guessed May 9th? <laughs> and be like, that's a friend from back home. She obviously has no faith in me. She obviously has no clue how babies are born. Yeah. Like she doesn't think I can make it to 34 weeks, but it's fine. Um. So as we approached, it was a gut. It must have been a gut feeling. Yeah, I guess. As we approached baby's due date, um, it would have been the 11th because it was the night before they were born or the day before they were born. I got my hour out and Sean's mom and his sister were there that day and they took me outside. And I mean, it was just like every other time I sat in my wheelchair, like always, didn't get out of it. We went and sat on a corner of the hospital and just visited for a little bit. And then I went back inside and they had to go run a couple more errands, so they left. And Sean was supposed to be bringing me Texas Roadhouse back after they ate. And they put the monitor on me at 8 p.m. And they were monitoring me. And I had – I was starting to contract a little bit. It was nothing crazy. They were, like, literally 10 minutes apart at this point. So, like, I, I don't even know if you could call it a contraction. Maybe a Braxton Hicks. I don't know. But they were 10 minutes apart and not painful. And the nurse said, if Sean brings you your food back, don't eat it until I talk to Dr. Miller. And I was like, oh my gosh, if she doesn't want me to eat my food, she thinks that I could be right, like maybe having, these having a C-section because you're not supposed to eat before surgery. So I was like, okay. I didn't realize we were that serious, but she talked to Dr. Miller who was delivering another baby. And Dr. Miller said, just give her some fluids in her IV. She's probably just dehydrated. So after a couple bags of fluids, they got them, or maybe they were closer and then they got them. Oh yeah, they were closer. They were like four minutes apart, maybe three or four. Um, but after I, um, 
fluids, they got them to 10 minutes. Dr. Miller said I could be off the monitors and done with IV once they got them to 10 minutes apart, which they did at like midnight. So I got off the monitor. They didn't come in for my 2 a.m. monitor because I had just been on the monitor for so long. And so I went to bed. I, I ate my Texas Roadhouse at some point in that. I finally got to eat it. I went to bed and then I woke up. I always set my alarm for like 7.55 so I could go to the restroom before they put me on the monitor because it never failed the second I got on. I always had to pee. And so I got on the monitor at eight. The nurse came in and I was like, I feel great. Haven't had like one contraction since yep. I've been up. She got in at 8.30 because she was late. So I've been sitting there for about 35 minutes. And I was like, I haven't felt one. Like, I'm fantastic. Right. Those those IV fluids they gave me must be working or must have worked. And so she put the monitor on me at 8.30. She left the room. She came in 10 minutes later and was like, are you feeling those? And I was like, yeah, I'm feeling those. She's like, yeah, they're every two minutes. And I was like, ah, like, I don't know. A part of me was just like, no, seriously. They're like, not. They're they not. They can't be. Yeah. But I definitely was feeling them. And not that they were like, Terrible. no, I never went through like, oh my gosh, these are so painful. Like, I don't think I know what a real contraction feels like, but, or I should say like that. Anyway. And so she was like, I'm going to have to call your doctor. This was at 830-ish or 845 at that point, maybe. My doctor got in um, at 10 that morning and she said, all right, here's the deal. Oh, pause. Sorry. Ah, I'm everywhere. At this point I, at 830 or 845, I called Sean. I was like, Sean, I think it might actually be for real this time. You have to come in. And he was like, hold on. I got to call B-dubs. I have a shift today. Because <laughs> Sean picked up a part-time job while we were in Bismarck, which I low-key love. And there's a lot of people that don't know that. And I think it's hilarious. So he had to call his beat up shift and tell me he probably wasn't making it in because today was maybe going to be the day. But he showed up in his beat up shirt just in case he could make it to his shift later. So that's what he wore on the day our babies were I born. I did not know that. That's so funny. Yeah, his beat up shirt. Um, and so Sean got there. Then the doctor got there at 10 to talk to us. And she was like, here's the deal. We can go in now and um, Sean can come with. It'll be like a normal C-section. Uh, yeah, you're 32 in three days. We know that your babies are going to need some NICU time. Generally, 32-week babies do fine. Like, she wasn't that concerned about their uh, health. Yes. And at this point, when I got hospitalized, I had the steroid shot for their lungs. And then the night before, they gave me it again. And so I had had it twice. And so um, she said, it's up to you guys what you want to do. She said, but if we keep letting you contract, you could your water could break, you could go into labor. And so Sean and I just looked at each other and we trusted her. Like she is yeah. so good. And she's, been she's done it. Million yes. Years. Yes. And so we trusted her opinion. 100%. We didn't feel did like she say ever, like, I recommend that you do it. Or was she just, did she just present the facts? I don't think at that time she said, like, I recommend either way. No. I mean, she was definitely leaning towards just doing let's it. doing it today okay, okay I would say she never said like I recommend but I definitely feel like she was the gist to that okay. yes because mm -hmm. I mean even the way she put it like we can go back it'll be like a like um a, a calm right. like almost happy birth like or you'll be put under and Sean won't be able to be with sure and that could happen because she said like that could happen in two days or that could happen right. in two weeks and we maybe would make it to your like I can't tell you that right and so 
we decided to just go ahead with it. And so this was at like 10. The anesthesiologist was in the room at 10.15. I signed my papers for my spinal. Um, at 10.20, I was scrubbing like my body because you got to like scrub your body for your C-section. I remember you at this point, like, I think, I don't know if it was you or Sean texting us. Sean. Being, like, I had no time to yeah, like. Yeah, but being like, it, this is happening today. Like, yeah. Like the babies are going to be born today. Today. And we didn't know what they were either. No. Because mm-hmm. like I didn't, I didn't talk to anyone before the C-section at all because I literally was like signing papers, scrubbing my body. I did want to take a picture last minute. Like I had been doing bump pictures. So I wanted one saying like, today's the day. And the nurses, I feel like we're kind of like, oh my gosh, we have to do this right now. Like, let's get going. But they were great. And we took one of Sean standing in front of it too. And um, so then they put me on my bed. They wheeled me down to the OR. I saw my doctor getting like scrubbing up and all that. And I like waved. I'm like, it's happening, you know? And yep. she was so great. Sean couldn't come in right away. Um, like they take just me in first while I'm getting my spinal, which I, I don't know why your husband yeah, can't weird. be in there. Cause you are like leaning over, like exactly how you get an epidural. You lean over, you have to sit in a seat. It definitely doesn't take 10 minutes. It was pretty quick. They like wiped down my back, but this is like literally when I cannot. And maybe the 10 minutes in is like them setting up too. Right. Like getting, getting it all, all their stuff organized. Right. Like, it's just like the whole process. But you're still sitting there waiting for them to do everything. Yeah, that's like terrible. Like cleaning your back, yeah. you know, like all of I remember stuff. that for sure. And so then um, they, so Sean can't be in there. And this is when I remember my doctor being so amazing. She came up and pretty much did exactly what you said Troy did for you, like held you. She did that for me and literally, yeah, just held me. And she was like, okay, my final guess is two girls. Oh, that's what she said. Yeah. Aww. She's like, my final guess is two girls. And then she's like, I'm going to get these babies out in the same minute. Like, and so she was, I literally love her so much. And so then um, they laid me back. As soon as they gave me my spinal, I literally started already going tingling. They put my catheter in. They have to like, then get your area ready where they you know, the incision. yeah, like, obviously, I had been like shaving and all that because or the best I could with see. not being able to see but right. they like still do that just to make sure there's like a clean, yep, nothing there. Because mm-hmm. I remember Sean making a comment about that. And I was just like, Funny. get out, get out. Hilarious. So by the time Sean got in there, they were she was literally like, all right, making first cut. And then like, Sean got in. Um, I remember it wasn't the actual anesthesiologist, it would have been like, another anesthesiologist, maybe like right under the main one. He was the one that was right behind my head, making sure I was okay. And I told them right away, like, I've been very nauseous in this pregnancy. So I would like you just to, cause I've heard that during a C-section, it's a thing to get nauseous. Sure. So I said, I've been nauseous during this pregnancy. I just want something in my IV right away, just so I don't. And I think they gave me Zofran or something. And I never did, which my C-section was like, so good, such a breeze. Like I loved it. I loved every minute of it, honestly. Like, even when people say, like, you kind of feel pressure and that can be uncomfortable, like, no part of it was uncomfortable for me. That is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was so terrified for it. I was terrified for the catheter. So many things. Mm -hmm. So many things I was so scared for. And I look back and you're like, why? I'm not sure why. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, Sean, yeah. So in the movies, I feel like the husband's always like right next to the wife's head, you know? And no, Sean was like, I feel like ready to take a scalpel himself. And like, hilarious. He was so into it, like watching and all of that. And I remember they got the first baby out and they were like, baby A is a boy. And then it wasn't even 15 seconds later. And she had them both out in the same minute. They were both born at 1043. And she was like, baby B's a boy. 
Yep. And I remember, I remember when you guys called me that app us afterwards, cause yep. you, you kind of said it the same way. Like yep. I think it was Sean. Yep. He said, what do you think? And I, I can't remember what my last guess Final guess either. was. I don't remember. I know it was not two boys. I think it might have been a boy girl was mine. I feel like that's what a lot of people. I, can, I think mine might have been girl girl. Honestly, I think it was whole wishful thinking for Drew's sake. Yeah, but, that. Um, and then I remember Sean saying, "Baby A is a boy, and Baby B is a boy." Like, and it wasn't like I guessed them. It was you just said it exactly yeah. like that. And I remember Sean's mom. He said it the same way to her, and she oh. still to this day is like, "I you may I wish you would have hyped it up a little bit more. You just told yes. me I'm so fast." Yes. And I was in my classroom because I remember my kids were and so Sean had taught in your class in my class the same group of kids that yes 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 so like I like and he had just taken he had taken your maternity leave yes and so like it was literally like you had just gotten back it was like the second to last day of school and I when I saw his name pop up I like ran out of my classroom and went outside and all the kids knew what I was doing but I like didn't I couldn't tell them because I didn't like right you guys hadn't even told all the family and stuff yet so but I wanted to like yell it in the in the school and it it was the same way when you said Drew was born yes word got around the school I didn't have to because then I think Chuck, which would be Sean's dad, yes, called. called one of his sisters that works at the school. And then like everyone one at the new. school found out. And it was so funny. Which is such a happy time. People are just yes. sharing because they're excited they're so and excited. happy. Yes. And um, uh, I remember specifically FaceTiming. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. Back up. Yeah. Sorry. No, I got to back up a little bit. That you, was me. No, I had my C-section. I was warned that because they were early, pretty much right away, they'd be taken into this room right next door they did tell me that sean would be able to go in there with them but that's like where they were going to make sure like get them oxygen if they needed it i mean they were seven and a half weeks a little over seven and a half weeks early so we knew that they would probably have to intervene and all that but actually like they did really well right away and they were able to um show me them like over the curtain i gotta see both of them and then they did take them into that room sean went with and um, then they brought them out and they weren't on oxygen yet. They were able to be swaddled and I got to see them for just two minutes. Maybe I got to kiss both their cheeks. We got a couple pictures. That was one thing I told nurses before I went in that I wanted an extra nurse in there if they weren't busy just to take pictures. So there was literally a nurse in my C-section walking around taking pics. Another, sorry, another random thing about the C-section is I got in there and like the anesthesiologist was like, what do you want to listen to on the radio? Like they have like speakers in like the new... ORs and cool. I, I was like I don't know something country maybe or whatever you know like it was the most laid back just comfortable Situation. calming yes. feeling yes I actually left um so then the babies left they took them up to the NICU they finished like stitching me up and all that my doctor left and then whoever finishes was in there and I was shaking at that point which they told me was very normal in a c-section to shake I don't know why but it's a thing I remember shaking and then as they were wheeling me out, I like uncontrollably like, couldn't hold back tears. Like, and it was just so many feelings. Like, I, yes, I was so happy to meet my babies, but mostly I was just so thankful. That it was, it all turned out fine. Fine. Like, I felt like I had like the best possible team there that day. Like, literally, I just felt like the Lord had like put all those people Where in. They needed to be. Yep. And actually the nurse that day, I had been there a month and I had never had that nurse before, which I was kind of bummed about because I was hoping I was going to get one of my nurses, but she was so So great Mm -hmm. and like I just felt like everyone that was in that room was supposed to be who was in that room 
So then that's when they like wheeled us back and Sean literally could not resist. He wanted to FaceTime our parents when they were stitching me up in the OR. I'm like, Hilarious. I don't know if that's necessary. This is a lot. I think they can wait a little bit. But I remember FaceTiming my friend Alyssa and I said, she was at school and I was like, I just had the babies. And she was like, no, you didn't. Cause I was so chill. Like I was like, yeah, I did. And she's like, no. And that was kind of outer body too. I can't really explain how that felt because I had the babies in my belly, then they go cut them out of me. And then I'm just put in the same exact room that I've been in for the last four weeks. And my babies aren't with me. Right. So like, I thought that time waiting to go up to the NICU would be so much harder, but it was kind of almost as if they just weren't even born yet. Right. Like they were still like, I didn't go through this agonizing labor and then they were taken up to the NICU, you know, like it was like the calmest, chillest thing. Yeah. I remember dreading like when they told me like you probably will have to wait about six hours before you can go up to the NICU because your spinal has to wear yeah. off and you have to be able to stand up before you can go. And I remember feeling like that was going to be the longest time and just miserable. And it really wasn't as bad as yeah, you had anticipated I had it anticipated it to be, which was also a blessing. So at about hour five of waiting, my nurse came in and I told her that like I was ready to try and stand up. Felt fine. I felt fine. And in order to go up to the NICU, I had to be able to just stand up and get myself in a wheelchair. I still had my catheter at this point too, actually. The first time I went up to the NICU, I still had a really? pee big. Mm-hmm. They don't take them out right away because not only do you have to be able to stand up and get yourself to the bathroom, but it's you can't walk really until hours later, like so after you've had a C-section. very different than a – epidural epidural because i mean literally after you have that baby you can walk i'd say absolutely within an hour right and the spinal the difference between the epidural and whatever is you don't know how long you're going to need your epidural for right where they can kind of obviously a c-section takes no longer than an hour so they give you enough to get through that and so instead of it you almost think it's the opposite i know why wouldn't they or why wouldn't they just give you an epidural for a c-section if it's basically the same thing and then you're able just also, because I guess you just had major surgery, like seven layers cut in. You probably right. don't want to feel things right away. For a while. Right. Yes. I forget that's probably the case. Because not only did I still have my, like, my spinal that was, like, keeping part of the pain, but they, like, started pumping me right away with in meds. my IV yes. with pain meds. Yes. I forgot that part. Yeah. That's probably why. So, anyway, at hour five, I tried to stand up. And I just wanted so badly to get myself into that wheelchair so I could go up and see my babies. But I got so dizzy and so I just as bad as I wanted to be like I can do it I just I couldn't do it so I laid back in bed probably for another hour maybe even longer they have they're born at 10 43 and I don't think my first picture with them is until almost six o'clock that night and so I once I was able to get in the wheelchair they wheeled me up there gotta I got to meet the babies. And I remember this whole time, Sean's parents and my parents still drove up to Bismarck, even though they couldn't meet them. That's so sweet too. I know. And they couldn't even all come into my room because at that point I was, my visitors were cut Mm -hmm. because I was now like a patient who had my baby. I could only have two. So Sean and my mom were my two. My mom got to come up, but like Bobby, Sean's mom and his dad and my dad didn't get to, but they were still all up in Bismarck. And so I remember Sean all day being like, well, what are we going to name them? And I've never been that person that was like, I can't, I can't pick a final name until I see what they look like. Cause I just have to see, I've never been like that. And if you are like that, that's fine. I just never thought 
that, that was a you. thing. And, that would be you. and I'm not even sure if it was a thing or still just the fact that I couldn't believe they were even born. Right. Like I couldn't even really think about naming a baby because like, are they here? It was just so shocking. Like I thought I had another two weeks before right. I was going to have them. And then it just happened all so fast that, yeah, I just couldn't even. So oh, I was yeah, like, and you had girl names picked, but not yes. really boy names. Yes. No, we had, we were ready for girls. Yeah. We had not one boy name picked. And we had obviously talked about boy names, but nothing we could agree on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, it was just, we went up there. And then, of course, the first thing Sean wanted to do was, like, what are their names? Yes, at that point, I was like, medicine. no, finally, I just get to see my babies. Right. Like, I don't even care what their name. Name them whatever you want, right. honestly, at that point. Like, I didn't care what their names were. And I think, I don't know, it was kind of nice that we waited to see them or whatever. Because and then at that point, too, Sean, Sean didn't really care either. We were both, like. I don't care. They're here. Like, so it was kind of like Sean got a name. I got a name really. I feel like it's kind of how it worked. And then we went, we had two boys. So we felt it was perfect to use our dad's middle names for their names. And Your so dad's names for their middle names. Yeah. Yes. 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 So Duke Kenneth and Stone Charles. And they weighed, what did they weigh when they were born? Duke was three pounds, 10 ounces mm-hmm. and then dropped obviously. Cause Mm-hmm. all babies do and then stone was three pounds 14 ounces so just i can't even really explain how tiny they are like i feel like it just you had to almost see it in person mm-hmm. we couldn't have any visitors in the NICU but sean was gone one weekend and so my mom did get to come up and i remember her being like oh my gosh i couldn't even imagine how no like are. this is not what i was expecting like really? they are literally uh... tiny and they really were just tiny so then after we, they really are. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't, they're, tiny they're just peanuts. peanuts. Mm-hmm. And so then after we um, met them, I went back downstairs and the new NICU in Bismarck, you can have, you can stay in the NICU room. Like they had a twin room. So it was mm-hmm. just them in there and you could stay. So I wanted Sean to stay up there with them. And so my mom stayed with me to help me like get up in the middle of the night and pump and literally because after my c-section one of the worst things I can remember about the c-section is sitting up in bed mm-hmm. it was agonizing like mm-hmm. trying like you have no core you can't use your core right. and so literally trying to sit up is even hard um but anyway when I got back upstairs or back downstairs to my hospital room that night um that's when I was able they checked my pee bag to see how hydrated I was because you have to produce so much alcohol. yes mm-hmm. before they can take it out and I was fine and I told them I was able to get to the bathroom with help if I needed to in the middle of the night so I finally got that out and then yeah I went to bed my mom helped me I decided I wanted to stay as a patient for as many nights as I could because my babies were there I had nowhere to go and at least I had a bed that like would sit up and all that and I wasn't uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with your staying in the NICU right yeah Sean stayed that or tried to stay that first night in the NICU and made it till about 4 30 a.m but there's so much beeping that he like couldn't handle it so he wasn't able to stay in the NICU so I started staying I stayed every night in the NICU once I was discharged I think I was just so tired and sleep deprived and whatever that the beeping did not bother me in the slightest I barely woke up to my alarms to pump like yeah right (laughs) it was just yeah, nope, didn't bother me at all. Yeah, and so 
I have some crazy, I feel like more postpartum stuff that we'll oh, have to get into at one point. Other. And all the NICU, your, your NICU stay was just yes. ups and downs and turns and literally like it's totally, you take like so many steps ahead and then five backwards. Mm-hmm. And that's just what the NICU is. And I feel like everyone that has a NICU experience probably feels the same way. So definitely gonna have to do an episode on the NICU. Yeah. I don't think I'm missing anything of like their actual birth. It was, I I have lots of pictures from, she was right in there getting pictures. I'm not kidding. Like, yes, I can literally see my insides in the pictures. Oh gosh. Yes. Like, I'm not kidding. She was right there getting them. Which is great. But not. One thing I have to say, because it's opposite of what Kristen's was, is so I didn't find out the gender. And I feel like I had a different, like, I, I never have experienced finding out the gender before they were born, but I feel like I maybe... Or I know that I didn't love it as much as Kristen loves not finding out. And I think it is so, like, I genuinely think, like, two people can do the same thing I did. Like, find out with one and find out with, like, not find out with the other and have a totally different opinion. You know, I think it is just such personal preference. I, and I, I say, too, and I, like I said, I don't know because I haven't experienced vaginal and I don't know if I ever will. I don't know if, like going through your hours or whatever of labor makes it any difference like pushing that baby out then finally that baby's out like mine literally like I said it was like a piece of cake they just slit slit I felt nothing oh right and also too because which um she got him out in the same minute like I said but it was like so anticlimactic because I was like I found out what one was and then 15 seconds later I found out the other like I think I wanted more of like a gap even of knowing like just what each of them were yes so I don't know Maybe it'd be different if I did it again. Maybe. Or maybe not. Yeah. Maybe you should try it the other way and see where, you know. Maybe. Maybe someday. I don't think there's anything else for my birth story, though. So, any crazy Sean stories? I mean, other than him being right up in the business? No, I have a crazy Sean story when we get to NICU. Oh, I can't wait. Mm -hmm. It was like crazy helicopter dad. I I know it. Yeah. It was like very tense and not. Anyway. Um, but actually no, during the birth, it was very sweet to see him. Like when they got, when they were taken into the room right next to the OR, he was like kind of torn. He he felt like, like, I feel like I maybe should stay with my wife, but like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, and I was literally like, go, like, go, go. I want you. Yes, please go. Like make sure they're fine and not doing anything. Right. So then he went and I was like, cause I'm literally fine. Yeah. I'm I'm good here. I'm just listening to my country music and hilarious. And oh, the anesthesiologist behind me too. Like, oh, like I, I already said that everyone in my C-section was so great, but I remember him just walking me through everything. And yes, and that's so nice when they explained. He, yes, he happen. knew. Like, he told me like you might feel pressure at this part. You like now nice. they're yes, like literally everything. He's like now they're taking your baby at like babies almost coming. Like he was so why he was so cool. Yeah, he was kind of young and um, and then oh, one other thing I was gonna say about like the birth thing that I feel like I wasn't prepared for is like the tummy pushes after the Mm -hmm. baby's born. Mm -hmm. I was not, and I guess that probably rolls into postpartum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that was so bad for me. And I think because my incision, like, like everything just, my belly hurt the way Mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel good in general. I'm sure it just hurts. There's lots of postpartum too. Like, I feel like they should have given me an epidural to push on my belly like that. I didn't know contractions after birth were a thing either. That's true. I like there's so much stuff. And I didn't have that. I didn't have it with Vern or Charlie. Oh, really? Just true? Just true. Because I've heard them people say it gets worse with every pregnancy. 
Yeah, I've heard people say that, like, because your mm-hmm. uterus shrinking and all that. Mm-hmm. But I thought since maybe I didn't have it with my first, I wouldn't have it at all. Because people nope. say it gets worse. So I'm like, well, I didn't have it at all. I didn't have it at all with Vern or Charlie. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like it took my uterus a very long time to shrink. Did you? Mm-hmm. I feel like I had, like, a big belly for, not a big belly, but, like, looked a couple months pregnant like for a while. do. Yeah, I don't know. Mine was, and I was just like, well, maybe it's because my belly wasn't ready to have a baby i don't know right, right. i don't know or just because with twins it was probably bigger than most people's get and another thing like do, with a c-section don't have to deliver a placenta right you just pulled that thing out i right. saw a picture of it though wild yeah it was interesting that your nurse took mm-hmm. funny yeah some of my c-section pictures are so fun because the c-section like you can, they're holding both the babies up, but their umbilical cords are still attached in oh. me. So you can see. Also, I'm a little feisty. You've not showed me these pictures. You sent me some, like, yeah. low heat grab Honestly, ones. I didn't go through them until probably July. Like, it was so long that I, before I went through all of them. Wild. I will show you them. Yeah, I they're do want to see them all. I want to see them all so much. Mm-hmm. You'll so. be so glad you have those, though. I know. I'm so glad that they were not too busy and that a nurse could come yes. in literally just to take pictures yes i feel like they kind of babied me because i had been there so long i'd make right. friends with all of them they were like yes whatever you want i will do anything for you Allison. i know i and i didn't touch much on that either but literally i had a couple nurses two in particular that literally would come hang out with me when it was slow oh mm-hmm. so it was very nice. sweet because i was lonely yep right everybody so. else and that's the hard thing like everybody else is carrying on with their yeah lives. i felt like i missed out on a lot and you didn't, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because the smallest things you feel like you're not a part of. Yeah. And they were very worried about, like, my mental health while I was there. And truly, it was fine. And didn't I didn't struggle have... struggle with, like, that, though. No, and I didn't have either... Po- oh, that's postpartum. But I think, like, when I was in the hospital, like, I was like, this isn't for me. This is for my babies. And then at that point, I think when you, like, put that... My, like, a mom can do anything. Right. Like, that did not seem bad at all. Um, But I feel like for some people, it's not a conscious choice either. Like, Right. So I feel like you, I do just feel like you have, like, very stable mental health in general. Yes. More so than most people, I honestly feel like. Yeah, and I would agree with that 100%. Mm -hmm. That, and like I said, honestly, I just laid in bed and watched TV, took lots of I mean, naps. Sounds glorious right now. Right? I don't, I can't do it with my younger kids now for my, my kids and all three of my kids for six weeks. But I mean, just somebody could give me a weekend. And honestly, I've said that like now, let's say I had a kid at home and I had to go through this. It would have been a completely different story. It my mental health probably would have been terrible. Yes. Absolutely terrible. Being away from like a child. It would have been terrible. And especially the Nick, you say all of that. Like I was away from my home from April 13th to June 15th. I did not mm-hmm. step foot into my house one time. Yeah. And half of that time was spent literally in a hospital getting an hour out. And I didn't even go every day. I went maybe once a week. So like, but I, it was not that bad because I literally was just relaxing and right. chilling. chilling and people brought me food. And there right. was times I wanted to go to Target or whatever, but I was like, mm, whatever. This is fine. I'll just take a nap instead. Yeah. Right. But had I had a, a toddler at mm-hmm. home or Oh. Two toddlers. So literally any moms that have had an extended hospital stay or with, NICU with children at home, hats off to you. to you. Honestly, strongest human. People really are. I can say it even having my kids and staying for a night 
your heart is in two different places. Like you're like, and you know, it's just part of having them, but it's also like, oh, but I wish, like, you just want your family together. Right. Does it also feel, I've never experienced this, but do you also, not guilty because giving your kids a sibling is the best thing you can give them, but like not wanting your other kids to feel like this one's more special or something. Right. No. Um, I don't think I felt that, but I can, I get what you're saying. Because I've heard people say like, even like the, um, like when you, that you're scared when you have your second baby, that you're not going to be able to love that one as much as your first one. And right. I just had two at once. So I I've never experienced that. if your kid that. ever thought that, that would be super hard. But like my kids, not, you know, I can, my kids were just so excited. That it's right. Never they, like were they were so like, excited. Yeah. And I think that's normal. I was going to say, I'm sure that's mm-hmm. 97% of the time how it yes, is. Yes. Me too. Hmm. So fun. Mm-hmm. I know. Reliving those birth stories. They are. Yes. I would go back. I could say I would, I could do my hospital stay and C-section again. All again. I could do them all over again. I'll skip too. the NICU, but. give It's all like the scary unknown at the time, but the way it all plays out and to get these healthy babies, it's just. When I think about time. my scary unknown, I literally just feel like such a dummy because I, like the thing but I was most scared really was of. was so scary. Well, no, I'm not even talking about the actual. I'm talking about my like my catheter and like those oh, things I was scared of. Right. Like, I'm just like, oh, it was That's like a piece of cake. Yes. Like after I got it, I was like. Are you kidding me? Right, right. Yeah. And I definitely didn't want to go up to the NICU with my pee bag. I remember thinking, like, people were going to look at it. Hilarious. But everyone has to. Like, I remember seeing moms come up, like, right after their C-section mm-hmm. or right after their birth. And be like, you and go, I, girl. Yes, I remember seeing them. Like, I would be sitting, like, in my baby's room. And you could tell, like, oh, they just. So. Or funny. they would be, like, walking. So, like, after my first couple times going, or my first time, I think the next morning I walked up. I pushed my wheelchair and I walked. It was the slowest walk of my life, but I made it. Because they told me you heal faster if you're walking. walking. You heal from C-sections faster. So, I remember seeing moms, like, pushing their wheelchair and just inching along. And I'm like, oh. Sister. Yeah. Here I am, like, four weeks out feeling We've really good. There, like, girlfriend. I feel for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just inching. Like the comparison to life, motherhood in general, inching along. I know. <laughs> I also think it's not, I always say, it, I think it's fun when I'm comparing us. It's not fun, but interesting that we both have had, like I had C section, you had vaginal. Right. right. So many different so, perspectives. Such different. Such different which is what made this episode so long, yeah, too. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Well, part one and part two. Part one, part two, for sure. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. We got to do our mama try. Yes. Madison's trying to get out of it. Yeah. Because it's my favorite part. We can't, we can't get out of it. I know. And it's funny because. I've had other people tell me it's their favorite part. Really? Mm -hmm. I feel like you need to do two. I feel like we need to do two because we didn't do one on the part one, but I'm not doing two because I don't have two. Yeah. No, same. I only prepared for one. So. Okay. Give it to me. No, I always go first. Your mama tried. Are you sure? I feel like I go first. Okay, um, Mama tried sleep training her babies for like the sixth time, the yeah. sixth time, or sixteenth or something. Something I don't, know. I don't know what I'm on, but I think it's finally official this time. She's sticking to it. I lay them down at seven, and I don't. I lay them down at like seven p.m., and I don't see them again until seven a.m. And that's it. Sleep train. Yep. Good for you. I think I finally did it. I think you did too. Yeah. Believe in you. I hope so. Yeah. My sleep's too important and they're over a year old, so I know they can do it. Yeah. Stolen's been a good sleeper, I would say, for the last three weeks. Yeah. Duke, I've really been struggling with. So this week, I really hammered down. Yeah. And it's been about a week and he's doing so much better. Yeah. You did it. It's done. 
Hopefully for life. For also, life. when do I have to give up the 7 p.m. bedtime? Oof. Not, Drew still goes to sleep at like 7.30. She's only three months ahead. I know. But not for three more months. I was hoping you were going to tell me like not till they're two. I don't know. You know me. My kids basically have no bedtime. Right. They're in bed like nine, ten. Never. I don't know. So don't it's ask summer. me. Don't ask me. I'm well, not. okay. If you've sleep trained and if you have a bedtime for your kids, a regular Message one, Madison. even in the summer, please tell me how old they are and what time they go to bed. Yes. I never want to give up. Seven thirty is not an abnormal bedtime for a kindergartner. Okay. I really don't, it, especially once they drop naps. You know, like you have to remember that. Like the more yes, you're probably they get, get less sleep during the day. Times. You mm-hmm. just have, like it's a trade off. You know, too, Sean. Before we had kids, would always talk about like because I had a bedtime growing up for a long time. Honestly, like it was eight thirty until I don't even Dude, know. Like, but you're like I was old. You literally, my mom was like, "Okay, eight thirty, go to bed." No, yeah. not quite. But so Sean always made fun of me for that, and he was like, "Our kids would not have a bedtime. They would go to bed when Ever. they want to go to bed." Ever. And now it's like six forty-five or six thirty. He's like, "Are you laying these kids down at seven? And I'll if if." It, if naps got off or something, and I'm like, no, tonight's 7.30, he's like, they can go to bed at 7. It is their bedtime. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder when that'll wear off for him. Funny. That's so funny. I know. It makes me laugh. So, that. your mama tried. Um, Mama tried camping with her kids. Oh, I should have known. Yes. It was the biggest mama tried for four nights, five days in a camper with my three kids. I don't. No dad. I don't want to be that close to my kids. No dad. Yeah. It was so good. It was a fun, like the most amazing. Like they were in nature. Like there was no technology from the time. Like so they were just out. Like we woke up at six thirty and they went outside and they played till nine o'clock when I carried them into bed. Like the the hardest part was the last night we stayed. My dad had come down, so like my Charlie had been sleeping with my mom, but my dad came, so she got kicked out. So it was a it's a like. In the camper, there was a small room that was, it had two, uh, it was um, bunk beds, twin bunk beds. And then there was a trundle bed that pulled out. That was another twin. And that was as big as the room was. Like once the trundle bed was pulled out, there was no floor room. So the two twin beds. So your mom and dad were in the same camper where they were like up in the queen or whatever. And then my brother's kids were in like the living area. Okay. So I had me and my three kids in that one bunk bedroom. Okay. So Vern was up on the top bunk and I hadn't done it with all three of them yet. And then I put both girls in the bottom bunk and then I slept on the trundle. Oh, you had that one night. Yes. That last night when you're, or whatever, right? Yes. Oh. And so I just all four, I, it was just like all four of us in this very tiny space and I forgot our noise machine. So every night on the iPad, I had to play like the fan noise for 11 hours and it worked, that worked fine, but it was it, but they did so good. By the last day, they were melting down and we needed to come home. And we've only been home. We got home yesterday after, like, recording this. It was just yesterday. And Madison wanted me to go to the pool. And Mama Mama could not try that today. I was – we were not shocked. try that. We were shocked. I said you could trip. have. You could have. I couldn't, I couldn't rally for her. I was – I literally said just rally. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Well. It was good. We had fun without you, so it's fine. <sighs> All right. Is that it? That's a wrap on the Mama Mama Tried Tried Podcast. Podcast.